being 2,000 years removed from the time of Jesus, I still wonder what it would have been like to have met him in the flesh. Perhaps inspired by those sword and sandal epics of the 50s and 60s, I would for sure recognize him, right? Do you remember the scene where the protagonist happens upon Jesus? You rarely see Jesus. It's usually just like light. And there's this sort of overwhelming bedazzlement, this kind of, oh, you know, as his life is transformed. And yet, we know that can't be how it was, right? Lots of people walk right by Jesus, and they don't really recognize him as being significant, as being the Son of God, as he's just another teacher out there. So I wonder how I would have reacted. Would I have seen Jesus? Or would I have been more like the people in his hometown? Dismissive. This morning, Jesus is teaching in the synagogue in his own hometown. And they're not having it. It's not the story of local boy makes good. Jesus begins to teach. And they're like, where does he get all this stuff? You know? We, we know this guy. He's the son of the carpenter. We know his mother, his brothers and sisters. Who does he think he is anyway? We like our prophets to be somewhat at a distance, people we can project onto. We don't know anything about them. They're holy and wise, and we don't know where they got it. But people we know, they're not special. It had to hurt. You know, of all the places that we go to seek acceptance and love, it had to hurt to be rejected at home. I mean, Jesus is, you know, teaching into the headwind of rejection. I mean, the Pharisees and the religious authorities, I mean, they're all going to reject him. But to be rejected at home, to have the people under whose eyes you grew up not accept you, that's, that's really got to hurt. And I think so often we think of the wounds of Jesus as being his hands, his feet, and his side. But what about the wounds of being othered, of not belonging, of being told that by your family that you're out of your mind. By others that you're doing the work of the devil. That hurts. To be othered where we want to belong. I'm indebted to John Powell. He uh, is a scholar over at Berkeley and he has the Othering and Belonging Institute where these frames of thinking about human society and community and the ways in which we either belong 
or feel other. But I think it's not very hard for everyone here to have some experience of feeling other. That in some place, at some time, you were made to feel like you don't belong. And the hurt of that. The pain and the wound of being othered. So it's the 4th of July, and we celebrate Independence Day. We celebrate the great experiment that is America. But it's kind of hard not to feel like old glory comes to this holiday a little dinged and battered. We've had some, some hard times, you know, insurrections and contested elections and political division and Many of us completed the Sacred Grounds curriculum last year and had our eyes open to a lot of historical facts that maybe we didn't get taught in school about how this nation has treated those Asian Americans, Latinos, Native Americans, brought Africans over in chains, and how it continues up to this very day. We are a nation wounded by othering. We are riven by divisions. And it's not hard to feel that experience of turning on the TV and thinking, who are these people? Where do they come from? Where did they get all this? Maybe we shouldn't be really surprised, actually. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants. And people came to this country because they didn't belong. Either for economic reasons, religious reasons, persecution, wars. Where they were wasn't good. They came somewhere else. And they kicked the people off the land who were here. So collectively, we carry a lot of wounds of othering. And that experience of not belonging, that insecurity, we tend to pass on. Richard Rohr, he's a Franciscan priest that I listen to. He has a phrase, he says, if you don't transform your wounds, you will transmit them. If you don't trans transform your pain, you'll pass it on. And that seems so very true. So we've got a lot of work to do. Knowing as we do, the wounds of othering that we carry both personally and collectively. So it probably makes sense that the story of Jesus being othered in his hometown should be directly followed by sending out the disciples two by two to spread the gospel. 
The kingdom is drawing near. This is a message of belonging, right? They go out to tell people that they belong. You're made in the image of God. That no matter who you are, you belong to God. That's why we're here this morning, right? They went out two by two. So we also carry that. We carry within us our belonging. And this is our faith and our hope. That in the world where it's not hard to feel othered, if you want to feel, you want an invitation to not belonging, the world will provide it. But we ultimately belong to God. We are marked as Christ's own in our baptism. And that does not change. And this message of belonging is so needed in our world. You know, we come here every morning, not every morning, once a week. We come to church, really. This is a school for belonging. We come here for hospitality, to be seen, for compassion. We try to model that sense of belonging, the sense of, you are welcome here. This is your place. And then, fed on the word and on the table, we go forth to spread that belonging, to build community, to Make people know that they belong here, that they have a place. I see you. I respect you. And that's the good news. That's what we're to be about. Now this, this message of belonging is our true north. It is the light in the darkness. And it's the work we've been given to do. And so, friends, this morning, let's go forth and be about that work. Because we know that our country is very divided. And there's a lot of reasons to feel discouraged. But we belong. And we belong to God. And this nation and our world really needs that message. So you know what you got to do. Let us be about it.